Everybody, this is Tova from Operation Tube Top. So it's uh, Thursday night, and I'm doing a solo podcast. Uh, on Monday, I downloaded or uploaded a podcast with the lovely Katja from Metropole Magazine. So please check that out when you get a chance. We talked about our love of Vienna. We also talked about the fabulous Metropole Magazine, which I have now subscribed to, and I'm really excited every month to get that uh, in my post box. So please check it out. I think it's 44 euros uh, for a year subscription. So that's pretty exciting. And my doorbell just rang, so I'm going to check that out. Okay, so it was just uh, the upstairs neighbor. We had some packages that were delivered today. They weren't home. Uh, we weren't brutally murdered, so that's good. I was really excited when I came home and I saw a couple packages from Amazon, but they were not for me. So, boo hearns. Anyway... <laughs> This is not a professional podcast in any way. So the kid's in bed, and the husband's actually home tonight. He had a really bad uh, stomach flu, which I think he got from me, which I had over the weekend. It started pretty much Friday night. I thought it was just uh, too much wine, maybe. I was feeling a little bit bleh after Taco Friday. And then I was fine most of the day Saturday. I went spinning, and then... Uh, the husband, the kid, and I went to the Karlsplatz Chris Kindlemarkt, where we had a run-in with an asshole mom, which I'll talk about in a minute. Afterwards, we got home, I made some dinner, and then I promptly got very, very ill. And I'm very bummed about it because I was supposed to go to a friend's uh, birthday, which was going to be at a fabulous new bar for cocktails. And I ended up falling asleep around 7, and I didn't wake up till 8 the next day. It was kind of a rough Sunday a uh, very upset stomach, but I was like, I have to go to work on Monday. I sucked it up, and then the husband by Tuesday was feeling pretty bad. And uh, I think what happens, I think once you have a kid, is that your empathy shifts. So uh, before child, if you know the husband was sick, I was like, Oh, what can I get you? Are you okay, honey? You want some something to drink? Do you need Do you need something? And then as soon as you have a kid, you're like, um, Yeah, if you could. If you could vomit uh, directly into the toilet, that would be great. Um, I've got some paper towels. And then meanwhile, my kid has like a little sniffle. And I'm like, oh, honey, Benny, what do you need? Mommy can help you. It's weird. I think it's just that you've got only a limited amount of empathy <laughs> for um, in that situation. And, of course, the child will come first when it comes to illness. So I felt like a bit of an asshole. So he's the husband's staying home for a couple of days. And he's home tonight. So I'm in the bedroom doing this podcast. Uh, what has happened? What's been, what's new? What's happening? So I actually, this afternoon after work, I met up with some old family friends. They were friends of my parents when we lived in Vienna 20 years ago. So that was really amazing to see them again. And, uh, they currently live in Athens and, uh, I guess 
their post will be ending at the end of the summer. So they came to Vienna for a little bit and it was so great because I gave them a couple of different options of where we could meet. And I also mentioned Cafe Havelka and they had coincidentally been there the day before, but they were like, love Cafe Havelka. So we met there and we chatted and it was really lovely. And their daughter's coming out with a fabulous book about Vienna and I will be posting that link shortly. I'll be buying a couple of copies and I'm going to try to get her to come to Vienna because I think this is going to be an incredible book and she's, we're friends on Facebook and she's just absolutely uh, fabulous and wonderful. So Natalie, I cannot wait to read your book and also Keith and Jane, it was so lovely to see you guys and uh, a very funny thing happened while we were in the cafe. I got a text message and I looked at it and I just said to them, I was like, oh, it's just a text from a colleague from work. And uh, the wife said, office twin? And I was like, oh, my God. So I texted him later. I was like, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty famous. And he was like, well, yeah, no shit. And I was like, yeah, no work, all glory. So that was pretty funny. He's known even in Greece. Unbelievable. So uh, after that... Went back home. Uh, sad news today. One of uh, the kids' therapy aides had to leave because she's going on to do a doctorate, and uh, she's been with us for a year. Love her. Elena, thank you for all the work that you've done with him. You've been absolutely incredible and amazing. And she finished her kind of shift with him today, and I guess uh, the kid had a bit of a freakout afterwards. And the nanny was saying, well, maybe it's a stomach, and I think he knows that she was leaving. So um, I'm not going to put it past him for, you know, feeling these things. And he does know when somebody leaves, and he, um, he does have empathy, and he understands that. So uh, that's another thing that I'm always saying about people with autism is that they do empathize. They are hypersensitive, even though it may not seem that way. So something to always remember. Um, I will get to the asshole mom situation in a minute, which I talked about on Facebook on Saturday, but not yet. So I've talked about man flu. Um, yeah, the kid's been amazing. I have to say besides a little fallout on Saturday, um, big props to him. Uh, and also on Sunday, uh, I wasn't feeling great. I had the stomach bug and the husband ended up going to the gym. This is before he got the stomach bug. And I decided I'd do a little bit of vacuuming because I cannot just sit still unless I've had too much to drink. And I brought out the vacuum cleaner and the kid was sitting on the sofa and he kind of turns and stares at it and then gives me this look like, no lady, that's not happening. That's not, I don't like that. And then I kind of was about to plug it in and he comes up to me he grabs me by both hands and just kind of leads me away from the vacuum cleaner, sits me down on the sofa, grabs a blanket, wraps himself in the blanket, and then sits on my lap and snuggles. And I was like, oh, you're so smart. You know that I love it when you snuggle. And you don't want me to vacuum because you don't like the sound. And you figured this out. And then uh, I laughed hysterically. And then he had a smile. And then I got up again to vacuum. And again, he did the same thing. And then I was like, all right, we'll sit for a little while. He got distracted. He went into his room to do something. I don't know what he was doing. So I decided to start vacuuming. So I turn on the vacuum cleaner and a second later, I hear stomping from his room and he stands in the living room door and he just looks at me with this look of lady, really, I don't, we've talked about this. I can't believe you're doing this. And he just stares at me for a good five minutes as I'm vacuuming. And then I move the vacuum cleaner kind of into the hallway where he's standing. 
And he's kind of scared of it, but he's also kind of intrigued by the whole thing. So I was able to actually get his hand onto the vacuum thingy. Obviously, I'm, I, I'm good at cleaning. I don't know what it's called. And he vacuumed for a good minute. So that was a really exciting thing to see. But he was happy when it was turned off. He gave it a wide berth when it was still plugged in. So that was amazing. There's little things that we're seeing that he's doing and how he's developing. So I'm, I'm proud of him. Um, yeah, so I guess quickly, Asshole Mom, this is the last I'm going to talk about it. It was a situation that was absolutely devastating and heartbreaking, and I don't want to go too much into the details, but when somebody calls your child disgusting and your child is, even if he didn't have special needs, this is so horrendous. She was a mom. She was dressed hoity-toity and acting like a complete bitch, and there was a bit of a lead-up to it, and um, the kid heard, and he freaked out, and so he started pulling my hair of course, because he doesn't know what's happening and he can pick up on our emotions as parents. And, uh, if I wasn't in the playground, if my kid hadn't been there, might've kicked her in the giant. I'm just saying I'm not a violent person, but it was so horrendous. It was so devastating and it was just so shocking. And while the kid had become kind of a mini freak out at that moment, it was really, uh, excuse my French fucking helpful that a couple of parents stood around kind of smirking and going, huh, and drinking their punch. And I was like, you know what? Um, my biggest advice is to go fuck yourselves. Um, you see that my child has special needs. You see this as a situation that's not easy, and you just stand around. And this is my advice uh, for anybody. Um, that, um, okay, a couple things. Number one, thank you for all of the support and the love that um, I received on Facebook and messages and from my family. Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. And I have to say the majority of people that we have interacted with or we've been on the tram, people are pretty awesome. Like I, I not, I don't think people are inherently evil or bad. So I have to say, um, this was really a kind of one off. Um, but if you see a child that's freaking out, and it's pretty clear when it's a temper tantrum, but maybe you think it's a temper tantrum. Even if it is a temper tantrum and it's a neurotypical kid, the best thing you can do in that situation as an observer is go up to the mom or the dad. Don't get close. Give them a bit of a smile and go, you're doing great. You're doing great. And that's it. Because that's all a parent in that situation needs to hear. We just need to know that you guys, that people are not going to watch and stare and are not going to think this is a great little sideshow or judge and just be like, it's almost like a way to say, I kind of got your back. I know you're going through a situation. I'm not going to bother you, but don't worry. I understand what's going on here. And that, that speaks volumes. And I've had that a couple of times where people just kind of give me a smile. And every time I've seen a kid having a temper tantrum, I just give the parent a little smile because my God, they're kids. And even if they don't have special needs, they're kids. Just let it go. And parents are just trying to get their shit done. And I was actually in a grocery store the other day and there was a dad shopping with his toddler and kid was already a little grumpy and the dad puts him in the uh, stroller and then the kid kind of dramatically throws himself out of the stroller because he's having a temper tantrum and the dad just put his hands up in the air 
And then I kind of like laughed with him and it was a cute moment. I mean, this, this is a thing, this is life and that's what you have to do. So in the future, if you ever see a situation like this and you see that the parents are trying to do the best they can do a little smile and be like, it's okay. It's okay. That's all you got to do. And I can guarantee you that you will make everything a thousand times percent, like better, like just, I mean, don't get involved, but just give them a smile and an understanding shrug. That's all you can do. Even if a kid is neurotypical, having a temper tantrum, this shit happens. Okay. So that was, um, the asshole mom. I, as I said, I'm not going to talk about it again. I don't want to go into it. It was very devastating. I was so proud of the kid because for the first time in two years, we went back to Carl's Platz. It was crowded. He did a great job. The playground was supposed to be kind of a place where he could let off steam and instead was judged. So, um, that woman, I pity you that you have to pick on a kid with special needs and their parents. Um, and your coat probably was expensive, but it was really ugly. So I'm just going to go there. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be a, a bitch, but you call my kid disgusting. So yeah, you can, you can deal with it. Anyway, um, a couple more things until I get to the main topic tonight. Uh, I got my haircut, as you might've seen on Facebook, I did a, which haircut should I get? Um, I just, I was going to go to another place, but I got to a point where I was like, it needs to happen in a day or I'm going to just cut it myself. I went for the lob, which is the long bob. I wanted it to be quite layered in the back. I ended up going to a place at work and really sweet, nice guy. And he was like, I'm not going to do it too short in the back because then you can't have a ponytail. And I wanted to be like, what about me tells you that I'm a person that wears a ponytail, but whatever. And I, I hate getting my hair cut. I hate it with a passion. I never have a good time. I, I hate the whole environment. I feel like I'm going to say what I want. You're never going to do it. You don't listen. I've only had one hairdresser that listened and she left. <laughs> I miss you. Um, but I really hate when, you know, I understand you're not going to be able to do something that I'm asking for if it's completely different from my hair structure and type, but nobody listens to me and it drives me nuts. And I knew going in that he was not going to listen to me. He did a pretty good job. I'm happy with the cut, but he didn't do exactly what I wanted, um, which is fine. I think he was a little bit scared to go a little bit crazy. I get that. Um, I also hate just sitting in that chair and having to stare at myself in a mirror. I do my mirror selfies because that's filtered and I get a good angle. Otherwise I hate a mirror in front of me. I hate that. And you're trapped. And then they put this stupid thing around your neck. So you, you just, it's, you're just a head with a fat neck and I hate that. And then they, sh you know, they show you the cut and then they're, they're like, what do you think? And you're like, what? yeah, thank you. Good. You cut my hair. And then they take that stupid mirror and they show you the back of your head and you're like, Oh, I'm a little, got a flat kind of head I, because my parents didn't pick me up as a baby. I hate this. I hate the whole thing. And it's just, I know people love going to the salons. I know people love that. But for me, it's just time that I would rather be doing something else. And ugh, drives me nuts anyway, but I am happy with cut. It's, uh, feels so much better. It's so much healthier. It's a big difference for me because I haven't had a haircut since I think April. So hallelujah did it done. And, uh, it was funny because, uh, I had t told a friend at work that I was going to go get my hair and we were talking about like hairdressers and how they try to upsell stuff. And, 
uh, in the past, you know, they're like, do you want a conditioning treatment? And I always kind of say yes. And then, uh, both of us had seen the story on a forum that we follow where a woman ended up paying something like 800 euros for her salon visit just a few weeks ago. And it was this long, crazy story. And I can kind of see both sides of the story. I can see the, the person who did her hair versus her story. It was terrifying. And I was like, I would cry if I found out that my bill was 800 euros, I better look like a different person. I better have a different face when I walk out of a salon for 800 euros. But this is the danger of the upsell. So when I was at the salon on Tuesday, uh, the guy was like, oh, would you like a conditioning treatment? And I was like, how much does it cost? And he was like, 10 euros. I was like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. That's fine. So um, yeah, that's the story of my haircut. Very happy. I feel much better. Okay, so this podcast episode, 17 minutes in of me talking about everything else but Christmas, I am doing a Christmas challenge, and no, it's not about working out or yoga or anything. This is truly me trying to get into the best Christmas spirit I can get into, because tomorrow is December 1st, and I think what happens every December the last few years is that it sneaks up on me. I'm pretty good about getting presents to my family, you know, to mail them out on time, getting the tree up, but I really, this year, want to genuinely enjoy the season. I don't want to kind of hold off because I'm worried that, you know, I'll be Christmased out by the time it's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I want to fully, lifetime hallmark, full out, love this season to the best of my ability. I want to embrace it, and I want to make sure that every day or every other day, I'm going to do 24 day things throughout December to make this a very magical season, but I'm going to do it Tova style. So I hope you're all ready for 24 days of Christmas Tova style, pretty much a bucket list I've come up with. Okay. So these are going to be the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to be, of course, posting them on my blog over the weekend. I will have, I've made a really cute pink PDF of my 24 days of Christmas. And so I'll be posting that so you can kind of follow along. And if you want to join, please do. I will be Instagramming. You can find me under Operation Tube Top on Instagram. And the hashtag is going to be 24 days of Christmas, Tova style, something like that, or Tova's 24 days of Christmas. You'll see as of tomorrow what I'm doing. Um, and I'll post that on the blog as well. So let's get started. So these are my 24 things. So number one, decorate the tree and not fight with the husband. So we have a fake Christmas tree and the history of our Christmas trees is that pretty much the, the first two years in Toronto, we didn't have a tree because he'd go back to Vienna. I would go see my family and we just never got a tree in our tiny apartment. But when we moved to Vienna, I was like, I want a tree. We're going to have a Christmas tree. And, uh, they don't sell Christmas trees, I think, till December 8th, and that just seemed really late. But I understand why, because you generally don't decorate the tree till Christmas Eve. And I will actually do a podcast about Austrian Christmas traditions, so I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, so we would get the Christmas tree. The husband would, you know, fetch about pine needles because he has this fear that they get lodged into your feet. He lived in Kenya for years. I don't know what 
the plants did there, but he has a fear of that. And he would kind of be like, if it gets in your foot, it'll get infected. He's got this weird fear. So I guess a few years later on, I guess it was when I redecorated our old apartment, made a living room. It went from like orange and red to cream and gold and blue. I was like, you know what would look good in here this Christmas? A white Christmas tree. So I ended up buying on Amazon a kind of fake white Christmas tree. And I loved it for the first couple of years. It was fun. It was fabulous and uh, totally over the top cheesy. And then when we moved into our new apartment about three and a half years ago, we have an alt bow. So that means we've got three meter, four meter high ceilings and the little white Christmas tree looked just really, really sad. And I went onto Amazon and I ended up buying a very tall, big, fake green Christmas tree that I love very, very much. And it's perfect because I get to put it up beginning of December. I don't have to wait till December 8th. And the husband doesn't have to worry about pine needles getting stuck in his feet. So everybody wins. It's clean. It's easy and hopefully okay for the environment. So yeah, so the Christmas tree is going up actually on Saturday afternoon. So you'll have to see that. So that's number one. God, okay, I'm not going to talk about everything in detail because this will be like an eight hour long podcast episode. Okay, so the number two, buy annual ornament and stay within the 10 euro budget. Not likely. So I have this tradition that my parents uh, used to do with us, with us, which I love, is every year we'd go to a Christmas market. And I think it started when we lived in Dusseldorf in Germany each of us could choose an ornament and every year we'd go to a Christmas market, choose a really nice ornament. And that was kind of our ornament. And then our tree was covered in all these different types of ornaments that are very beautiful. And I love this tradition. So the husband and I have been doing this now for, I would say a good 13 years. So we have a really fantastic collection of ornaments and every year we do a little date night now where we meet at Ad house flats and it's supposed to be a 10 year old, uh, budget. I think originally it was five, but I talked about inflation. So I'm supposed to stay within 10. I think once I spent 25 euros, that is the biggest kind of porcelain Santa Claus ornament that I still adore and love. But uh, I think the husband's still angry about me being very outside the budget. So I'll be good this year. I will aim for 10. Okay, the next thing, and number three, is make fail proof American style cookies with the kid. Then Make labor-intensive Germanic stroke Austrian unforgiving vanilla kipfer. So I don't like to bake. I'm not a baker because I don't like to measure. I like to cook. I like to throw stuff in. I hate I hate measuring. So I can do American-style cookies. I got the mix. I did buy a couple of mixes today. I'm going to make some brownies, maybe peppermint them up a little bit, and then I'm going to make lemon drop cookies so that's also from a mix. It's fail-proof. I don't even have to read any instructions. You just add liquid. It's going to be perfect. They're going to turn out great. But to offset that, I'm going to make Austrian vanilla kipfel, which are these little moon-shaped um, cookies, probably from the Ottoman Empire originally. I'm not going to get into that controversy. Um, and I'm going to try to make those from scratch. So Sunday is going to be my baking day. And I'm going to be bitching a lot. And then I'm going to put myself into a diabetic coma as I eat all this stuff. So I'm going to try to make Austrian-style cookies for the very first time. So that's number three. 
Number four, walk around the neighborhood and look at Christmas lights. I think that's a pretty simple one. Uh, number five, go to many, many Austrian Christmas markets and take home a mug. Don't worry, there's a deposit on the mug, so I've bought the mug. I am not stealing, so you can all calm down. Um, next one, get sloshed off eggnog and watch Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah, one of the best. Next one, get sloshed off some Pinterest Christmas cocktail and watch Love Actually, another one of my faves. Um, and I've got to figure out some, a Christmas cocktail that I'm going to make, so I'm excited about that. Next one, work on Christmas card. So this should be Tova-style Christmas card. I've done a couple of great ones. I think when the first year of the kid, the first Christmas for the kid, I did one where it was a letter, and I talked about the kid's development and how he was um, so much more developed than other eight-month-olds. And I actually did a graph to show him versus other kids. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And I made up stories about me being a model. It was great. Another year, I had Office Twin Photoshop all of our faces, so the husband, the kid, and I, onto a Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, North uh, Vogue picture. And that was amazing. And so this year, we'll see what I'm going to do. I, there might be a hoop skirt involved. It might be fun. So then the next thing is I'm going to do some holiday crafts. I like to make ornaments sometimes. I made one last year for a friend where I used Negan from uh, Walking Dead. So I had glitter and Negan with uh, his bat, Lucille. And uh, when I do these holiday crafts, there's going to be glitter everywhere. Next one. So I've got to come up with a new Christmas centerpiece for the dining room table. And I want it to be kind of a combination or a feeling of Downtown Abbey, Newport, Upper East Side, Imperial Russia. It's gonna be it's gonna be fab. Um, I'm gonna have to think about it. I'm still not sure. Is it gonna be white fake poinsettias and glitter and balls and baubles and crystals, or is it gonna be simple? I'm excited. We'll, I'll come up with something. Next one. I'm going to wrap presents and listen to Christmas music, and I'm going to sing along while the husband's watching TV, and he's going to be very uh, annoyed by that, but tis the season. Uh, the next one is I'm going to buy the kids some new Christmas PJs, and then I'm going to chase him around with my phone to take a picture of him because it's impossible for him to s sit still, but I want him to look fab in whatever PJs I find. Hopefully they're not Batman PJs or Spider-Man. I want some, like you know, uh, Prince George, George style monogram, something. I'm going to look for that. That'll happen. Uh, the next one is I'm going to go to a Christmas concert and hopefully a choir and I'm not going to tear up. That's one of my challenges. I'm just going to sit there and enjoy the music. And I think I'm going to be going to the Votivkirche on December 13th. I saw that there's a choir from Newfoundland that's going to be in town. That is going to be hauntingly beautiful in a beautiful cathedral. So if anybody's interested in joining, please do. That is a Wednesday. It starts at 7. I don't know if there are tickets or not. I have to look into it. But I haven't been to a Christmas concert in a long, long time. So I'm looking forward to that. Next thing on my list is I'm going to go to a fancy Christmas party. And I'm going to wear a very sparkly dress and some sparkly heels. Um, and the I'm going to a couple of different parties this uh, December. But this one is going to be at an ambassador's house, so it is a fancy Christmas party, uh, and I'm going to wear something very sparkly. And so that leads me to the next 24-day uh, challenge. 
I need to buy a sparkly dress that is affordable. Uh, the next thing on my list is that I'm going to buy most of my presents from Etsy to help support small businesses. And of course, that is with the hashtag smug. Now, I think it's very important, if possible, to try to support small businesses, try to support creative people. And so I actually, when there was a bit of a lull today, I was able to buy a bunch of things from Etsy for Christmas. So I'm very excited about that. And, uh, you know, try to support them if you can. It's, it's some things you have to buy from the big brands. I get that. But if you can buy something different and unique, go ahead, go to Etsy, check it out. And there's lots of other different places. So please support your, uh, your local businesses or, um, people who are trying to be independent and, and start their own little empire. You can also buy some homemade collars from Tova from Etsy. Please, uh, get your orders in. Uh, the next one on my list is to give money to charity and uh, any charity. I myself have my own charity, which is Autism in Vienna, but I am going to try to give to charity. Just give a little bit of money because it's very important. And I know people say, oh, people only give over Christmas. And I'm like, well, at least people are giving. That's that's the whole point of it. Please give if you can. Uh, some people can give time. Some people can give money. Some people can share things on social media. I, I'm never going to judge somebody who doesn't seem seemingly give to charity. It's up to you. It's a personal decision. Don't ever make anybody feel guilty or ever pressure them into giving into a, to charity. It's giving into charity, like give to charity, I'm going to break your knees. No, just do what you can and uh, be a good person. As I always say, all right, the next thing is I have to buy the December issue of good housekeeping magazine and I'm going to Instagram it, and I'm going to use the hashtag bliss. And I do love good housekeeping. I haven't bought a magazine in a little while, and I'm very much looking forward to having an evening where I just sit with my housekeeping magazine, and I go through the recipes and think, I will never make that. Uh, the next thing on my list is take a day off of work and just enjoy the consumer spirit of Christmas without worrying about it. In terms of, I'm not going to be shopping, but I am going to go to the shopping street, and I'm just going to enjoy the Christmas music in the stores. Kind of hate crowds, but because I don't have to do anything, I'm just going to enjoy the lights and the decorations. And funny enough, on Monday I have it. I have the day off, so that is part of my plan: is just walk around Mary Hilfstrasse and uh, enjoy, and maybe do a little bit of shopping, and then get pissed off because people can't line up here. Um, next one on my list is to light a few candles on the menorah or else my mother will kill me and I will probably make latkes and matzo ball soup as well because I also am Jewish. So that needs to be recognized during this season. I think it's December 12th is the first night of Hanukkah. So I will be, uh, lighting the menorah and I will be making myself matzo ball soup. The husband is out that night because he has a Christmas party and, uh, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be sad. I'll be on my own. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, but then I will be Instagramming uh, hashtag Chrismica, hashtag Hanukkah, hashtag Matzah, hashtag alone. Um, next one on my list. I'm going to paint my nails festively while listening to Michael Buble singing Christmas songs. All the cheese in one afternoon. So I've got to uh, figure out what it means to paint my nails festively. I saw that on one of the Christmas bucket lists. I think that means sparkles or green or red. Uh, I'll look into it. I'm not going to do anything complicated because I'm not good with painting my nails. 
I like my nails painted, but I'm not great at doing it. Um, getting to the end, guys. I'm almost there. So the next one is host a fabulous Christmas par uh, dinner party serving something other than melted cheese. So I do a lot of things with melted cheese. This time, not. And I'm actually having my friend and her... Um, her friend who's visiting, who'll be visiting Vienna and coming over for dinner, doing that on the 23rd. And I'm going to make beef wellington. Very, very fancy. And it's going to be a lovely Christmas dinner party. And I'm very much looking forward to that. So that's, uh, that's my goal. No melted cheese. Second to last thing on this list, we are at number 23. I'm going to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which is one of my favorites. I'm going to laugh laugh hysterically at everything as I always do and I'm going to get sloshed on red wine and it's going to be great and I'm going to eat Christmas cookies It'll be a great evening um, I'm also which I haven't added to this list I have to watch a ton of lifetime Christmas films I will probably do a recap but blog form uh, at some point if I have time so don't worry that that's kind of the sub list that's on there and pretty much the last thing on the list, this is not just for me, this is for everybody else. Um, you know, why don't you mend some fences this holiday season? Uh, reach out to an old friend, call a relative, send a gift randomly to someone, or, you know, let go of a grudge. Um, be righteous to one another. I think it's, uh, it's easy to get so caught up in stress, but I think it's also a season of reflection so take the time, try to, um, you know, forgive, forget, move on, or just reach out. And uh, it's, it's an amazing feeling when you get in contact with people you haven't heard from in a long time. So I'm definitely going to be trying to personally message a few people to see how they're doing. I hope you all do the same. I hope you also can let go of whatever's bothering you. I think that's a very important thing to do. Uh, this year has really been a year of, you know, I hate, I, I don't want to swear again because I've sworn a few times on this episode, but fuck politeness, but yet be very, very kind and, uh, be understanding. And there comes a point in your life where you really can't please everybody and you really, really, really can't make everybody happy. So, um, the thing that's most important is the people that you that care the most about you, you foster that versus having to make someone else care about you. I think that those are my deep uh, words for the evening. So that's it. That's my 24 days of Christmas. And as I said, I will be posting the list on my blog in the next couple days. Um, so as I wind this down or wind this up or finish up, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. As always, mm -hmm. I am doing a podcast interview tomorrow afternoon at the Beaver Brewing Company with the lovely Johnny Morgan. So we are going to be talking about football, um, soccer for the North Americans and about his books, uh, that he has written. I'm looking very much forward to that. On Saturday, I'm being interviewed on a podcast, so that'll be interesting. Flip the script. I am curious to see the other side of it um, in terms of not having to ask questions and just answering. I talk above everybody anyway, so it's like my usual interviews where I just interrupt people rudely. Um, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, as I said, Sunday or Saturday afternoon will be Christmas tree decorating, and Sunday will be cookie baking. Very fun weekend ahead. I am excited. And I'm excited that I'm feeling better besides still being uh, stuffed up. This cold 
kicked my tuchus, and uh, the husband seems to be on the mend. Hopefully the kid gets through unscathed. And yeah, lots more updates coming up in the future. A lot more interviews are planned. And as always, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, you have any comments, please leave them uh, for me somewhere. Be kind. And always share if you can. It's it's great to get as many hits. Uh, you don't have to download. You can just stream. Uh, even doing that is great for my numbers. So thank you so much for all the support, for tuning in, for taking the time to listen. And uh, get ready for Christmas. It's around the corner. Tomorrow's December 1st. And thanks again for listening. And as always, toodles.